Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay. It's Friday, May the 7th, and there's been a significant development in the investigation into the murder of Kent PCSO Julia James. Police have today released a picture of a man they want to speak to. You can see the image at kentonline.co.uk. Police believe he was in the Aylesham area on Wednesday, April the 29th. That was the day after Julia's body was found near Woodland, not far from her home in Snowdown. Assistant Chief Constable Tom Richards has been speaking at a news conference. The investigation um, has been able, as you will have seen, to release a photograph today of a man that I think is key to unlocking what happened to Julia on Tuesday of last week. It is an image taken on the following day, Wednesday, last week, the 28th. Somebody knows who that man is. We desperately need you to make contact with us and help us identify who that person is. If that person is watching, please make contact with us. We believe that you have crucial information. We need someone to do the right thing and help us. The local population have been absolutely superb in supporting this investigation. We now have more than a thousand pieces of information provided by the public. That is absolutely incredible. But I need someone to do the right thing and give us the information that we need so that we can help bring justice to Julia for her family and for Julia herself. And how was the photo obtained? Was it dash cam footage? Uh, again, I'm, I'm not going to get into that level of detail. It, it wouldn't be appropriate for me to disclose um, that, that form of um, detail. But as you can see, it's a very good quality image, incredibly identifiable. Um, and, and again, I would appeal to someone. Um, you may know this individual. You may work with them. They may shop where, where you shop. If anyone has any information that can help us identify this person, I would urge you to contact us as quickly as possible. Do you know yet what was used for, as, the, as the murder weapon? Um, I, I have been asked um, this question before, uh, and again, I'm afraid I'm not going to be um, drawn. It would not be appropriate for me to get into that level of detail um, at this stage, but Julia um, died from very significant um, head injuries, and of course, that's a focus of our investigation. Just to remind you, 53-year-old Julia James had been out walking her dog when she was attacked 10 days ago. She had been working from home and wasn't in uniform. Earlier today, an inquest into her death was opened and adjourned. Our reporter Lydia Chandler-Hicks was there. Now, inquest openings are typically perfunctory hearings and this one was no different. The whole hearing was over in a matter of minutes. We heard from Detective Inspector Adam Marshall, one of the police officers who's heading up the murder investigation. He told coroner Katrina Hepburn some of the circumstances surrounding Julia's death. He told how she was of course discovered by Woodland in the hamlet of Snowdown shortly after 4pm last Tuesday. He said that she had suffered serious head injuries but did add that the pathologist will be carrying out further examinations before submitting any official cause of death to the coroner. Inquests are, of course, different to criminal investigations. They are fact-finding inquiries led up by coroners. They seek to establish simply who has died, along with how, when and where they came about their death. At the request of Kent Police, Coroner Katrina Hepburn this morning decided to open Julia James's inquest, but postpone it until Kent Police have carried out their murder investigation. 
Crime Stoppers has put up a £10,000 reward for information leading to the conviction of Julia's killer. McDuffie is from the charity. The murder of Julia is absolutely shocking. So first of all, our thoughts and prayers go out to the family of Julia and her friends. We as an independent charity want to do all we can to help uh, catch the individual responsible for this dreadful act. And that's the reason we're putting up a £10,000 reward for asking information from anybody who's got it who can help uh, bring the offender to justice. And what um, kind of information are you looking for in this case? Well, we'll take any information, really. Any small snippet of information, any uh, suspicions that somebody might have that somebody's responsible, somebody might have been in that area that saw something that was going on that they didn't think at that time was important, Every snippet of information is really important. You know, do your bit, pass that information on to us anonymously. We can then pass it on to the police and they can do their job and hopefully very quickly bring the offender to justice. And what should people do, uh, you know, if they think they might have some information that could prove useful? Well, we understand that people for a number of reasons might uh, have some reticence about contacting the police. Contact us at Crime Stoppers and you can be guaranteed 100% your anonymity will be protected. So visit our website at www.crimestoppers-uk.org or phone 0800 Pass your information on to us. We don't never ask a question about who you are or why you're phoning or sending an online form. We'll anonymise the information, send it on to the police and let them do their job you can then rest in peace that you've done your bit to help uh, Julia and her family. Again, the picture of the man police want to trace is at Kent Online. You can also see there a picture of Julia in the clothes she was wearing on the day she was killed. There's also an aerial picture showing a site that police are particularly interested in and they want to hear from anyone who was there and may have seen something. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter to keep updated on this story. Kent Online News. Our reports found improvements have been made in the emergency departments of two Kent hospitals, but more work still needs to be done. The Care Quality Commission visited Ashford's William Harvey and the QEQM in Margate in early March to see how urgent care services were coping with pressure during the pandemic. Inspectors found safety had got better, but both sites were still rated as requires improvement. We're being warned not to approach a man who's wanted by police and could be in Kent. Officers want to question Patrick McDonough after a vehicle was driven at a man in North London, leaving him in a critical condition in hospital. The 21-year-old has links to Romney Marsh. You can see his picture on the website. A Folkestone man has been jailed for an attack which left his victim with a traumatic brain injury. He hit his head on the ground in 2019 after being punched by Bertrand Sisk outside a nightclub in Bexley Heath. The 28-year-old from South Lodge has been jailed for more than six years. A man's been charged after allegedly running over a teenage boy in Gravesend. He was taken to a London hospital with serious leg injuries after reportedly being hit by a car in an alleyway between Waterton Avenue and Mark Lane. The 24-year-old suspect is due in court. A robber who threatened to shoot a man over a pair of trainers at a Broadstairs shopping centre has avoided being jailed. Jordan Collins put his hand into his 
pocket and claimed he had a gun at Westwood Cross in December 2018, but the victim wandered off after calling his bluff. The 50-year-old from Yokeley Square in Margate has been given a suspended sentence and ordered to do 100 hours of unpaid work. Now, one of the most famous names in fashion to have studied at an art uni in Medway says she's sad to hear its campus is set to close. Earlier this week, we revealed bosses at the University for the Creative Arts plan to shut their site in Rochester by 2023. It's thought finances have led to the decision. Chatham-born Dame Zandra Rhodes has been speaking to Ollie Collins. It's a bit sad that they're moving out of the site in Rochester, more because I think that the Medway towns um, have been a deprived area ever since the Navy left it when I was still um, at art college there. You know, I think that, that the Medway towns have suffered and it's a bit sad that it's moving out of there. I understand that probably they overexpanded, thinking that maybe they were going to get more students, but it's just knowing that the effect on the Medway towns won't be very good. The Medway towns are obviously going for City of Culture in, in 2025, which would be fantastic to see it, get it, obviously. Um, but this is sort of a, a bit of bad news on that front, isn't it? It's obviously bad news on that front, but it would be nice if they could reconsolidate and, and consider whether or not they could maybe cut down on one of the other colleges and keep that one going. But, I mean, I'm, I'm a student from Medway towns. I couldn't have achieved what I did now if I hadn't been to the college in there. And then before that, my mother was a teacher there who taught Wendy Dagworthy. And so you've had various people that have been through the Medway College of Art that can vouch for what, what a good college it was. I mean, yeah, you mentioned some names there. There are some really big names, obviously, including yourself, that have gone through the UCA, isn't there? Oh, there are big names that have gone through UCA that I think, uh, um, you know, and, and as I say, it's a part of my life that really led me to where I am now. So, I mean, I, I have a soft spot for, um, you know, the college. It's hoped the majority of art students will be able to complete their courses in Rochester. Kent Online reports. Votes from yesterday's local election in Kent are being counted. It's going to take some time for the full picture to be revealed, as not all results will be known until tomorrow. 81 seats at the county council are up for grabs. Follow the story at Kent Online to see how the vote went where you live as results are declared. We've also got analysis from our political editor, Paul Francis. The results of the police and crime commissioner vote will be announced on Monday. It's feared some hospitality businesses in Kent are struggling to find staff staff as they get ready to fully reopen later this month. The Vittle and Swing restaurant in Tunbridge Wells recently advertised a vacancy with a £32,000 a year salary. No one applied. It's thought many people who were on furlough have found another job or moved away. A collection of 17th century trading tokens from Kent, thought to have been lost during the Great Fire of London, is said to be sold at auction. Experts believe the tiny tokens found along the banks of the River Thames flew from the pockets of traders fleeing the capital. The entire single owner collection is expected to fetch up to £20,000 later this month. 
The Duchess of Cambridge's lockdown photography book, which features a young fundraiser from Kent, is out today. Hold Still is a collection of images submitted during the first wave of the pandemic. Six-year-old Tony Hudgel from Kings Hill is pictured as he took part in a charity walk on his prosthetic legs. And a vulture that escaped from its home in Essex has been found in Kent. The lost palm nut vulture, a species native to America, had been missing for a number of days before turning up in a garden in Seasalter. The Wildwood Trust retrieved the bird and returned it to the private collection in Chelmsford. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham welcome 18th place Plymouth Argyle to Priestfield this weekend in their final game of the League One season. The Jules are 11th in the table and will be hoping to finish on a high despite missing out on the playoff places. Boss Steve Evans says the players should still be motivated. Well, I think players, players should want to play in a final. It's the last memory they'll give everyone of their season. Um, we want to win. We want to go into the summer players as individuals and as a team to, to be playing and winning. We have a home game, so we're not travelling 400 miles. And we have an opportunity to finish in that top 10, which given how the season started with six players down at Canterbury on that cricket pitch, the different things, it would be absolutely magnificent effort from the players. Magnificent. And um, so let's, let's not let our standards drop. Let's make sure we win and get into that top group. And give us a rating of the season out of 10. Um, look, considering all factors, you mentioned the players you had at the start, the pandemic, but also the, the disappointments maybe in recent weeks with the late goals conceded. I think without a shadow of a doubt, it's a nine. Had, it, had we get in the playoffs, it would have been a 10. I'd say the justification that being, you've got the least resources in the league. You're going to Lincoln and winning. You're going to Porsche and winning. And there's two 10 minutes in two games, which has been the catalyst for failing to achieve what everyone told me would, would never happen. We'd never put the team in the playoffs in that type of resource. Gone around the country, sat with managers, sat with directors of football, sat with what a shame in the league one. Because there's a, a certain document within the football league that goes to every club that tells you what everyone spends. So everyone knows. There's no secrets within the football system, if you like. It was very clear as I was going around, people said, how are you doing it? And we've done it through hard work, through organisation, spirit. And, and as we now know, a lot of quality players. So uh, from that point of view, had we get into the playoff groups, I think we'd have win it. I think we'd have win it because, as we proved in recent weeks when we played the top teams, we beat them. Kickoff is at midday on Sunday. You can follow the match action as it happens at kentonline.co.uk and we'll have reaction to the result on our sister radio station KMFM on Monday morning and in the podcast later in the day. And Kent is the only county in the country to be given a licence so an athletics competition can take place this weekend. The action will be staged at the Julie Rose Stadium in Ashford under strict COVID restrictions. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. Don't forget you can keep up to date at Kent Online and follow us on our socials. But you can also subscribe to the IM News app, which will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.